Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and today we have a very special guest with us. This is a young person who's had a lifetime of adventure experience in a very short period of time. She has been gifted with some amazing opportunities for growth, which were then very quickly tested in the worst of ways. Iona Somerville is a 21-year-old from Edinburgh, Scotland. Her story begins in high school with the Polar Academy, an unbelievable organization that's helping teenagers struggling with self-esteem to redefine their physical and mental limits. Iona has done just that. And while she's already accomplished so much, she's just getting started. And I am so excited to continue to follow her journey. Iona, I want to welcome you to the campfire. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is so good to be on this call with you and, and to hear more about your story. Uh, wanna, I want to start with the Polar Academy. I'm sure many of our listeners, it's an organization that's based, that got started in Scotland. Um, yeah. And uh, many of our listeners being in the U.S., I'd love for you to give us a background. Before we do that, though, could you tell us just a little bit about Iona before you became introduced to the Polar Academy? Um, so I was a very, very shy kid. Um, I was the sort of kid that would let their mom talk for them, you know, um, not really much confidence in myself, you know, there's a few family stuff that had happened, a bit of bullying in high school from that transition from primary school to high school. Um, and yeah, I really just lost all my, my confidence, my self-esteem, you know, I just got on with my work in high school and, you know, was under the radar of the teachers and yeah. That was pretty much me before before the Polar Academy. Yeah. So in the description of kind of the mission of the Polar Academy, it, it basically it says that they identify uh, teens that uh, yeah. essentially they deem to be invisible. Yeah. Iona, did you feel yeah. invisible before the Polar Academy? Yeah, that was pretty much the definition. You know, he uses that word not because he's created it, but because the kids in this section of the the, the school group that's what they call themselves invisible you know yeah what was that like it was hard you know I, I had many dreams and aspirations and you know things like that but I just never had the confidence to go and do them or you know push myself outside my comfort zone and um there was just there was no one that obviously my parents are very supportive but there's no one in the outside world that really believed in you because the t teachers were too distracted by the kids misbehaving or, you know, there was no one to really focus their time on you and give you that little bit of confidence just to, to push yourself. Yeah. So then along comes the Polar Academy. So can you tell us how that, how that all sort of went down? So I got um, asked, we have guidance teachers over here in Scotland. Um, they basically help you out with many things but my guidance teacher selected me um to be one of the the pupils that see what um see craig and 
go to a meeting with Craig um, to hear about what he does and potentially sign up for for the, for the team, you know, to be maybe selected, maybe not. So kind of a, an informational session. You were invited to, exactly. to see what it's with all about. So, yeah. So can you share with us, uh, for the listeners, can you tell us about the Polar Academy? Yeah, so the Polar Academy was founded and created by Craig Matheson, who's an explorer that's been to the North Pole, South Pole. Um, but he created this charity to, he's done lots of speaking around the world to schools. Um, and he found this invisible group, you know, in the schools and he found the same thing that they're just going under the radar um, so he created the Polar Academy specifically for this group of kids to train them up for a year I think it's been dubbed now the toughest um, training program in Europe um, so he's pretty pleased with that um, he trains them up tire hauling high intensity training, you know, kids from no fitness to, to extreme fitness. And then he takes them on a 10 day expedition um, with a few guides, but the, the actual fact is the kids take the guides on the expedition. You know, the it's not a school trip. The kids it's, take the guides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids lead the expedition. So it's put all in the kids' hands and, um, we do attend the expedition in Greenland, skiing, hauling, um, up glaciers, up mountains, across the um, sea ice. Yeah, it's incredible. And then this is all for free to um, the kids don't have to pay a penny. Um, in this 10-day expedition, I mean, this isn't mm -hmm. like a protected summer camp where there's counselors keeping you guys out of trouble. I mean, can you tell? Can no. you talk a little bit about the expedition itself? So the expedition itself, so the kids are setting up their, their own uh, camps and tents, their own polar bear fence, um, because obviously polar bears up in Greenland, mm -hmm. um, they're leading the way, you know, it's all down to the kids and it's, you're doing your own stoves, you know, the, the guides are only there just to make sure you're safe and things like that, but you're doing all, all of it by yourself as a 15 year old kid. What kind of temperatures is this expedition? What kind of temperatures are you dealing with? Um, my expedition was around, I think the highest it got was minus five during the day. And the then highest it, was, it got was minus five? Yeah, it was minus yeah. five. So it got to around minus 20 at night. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty cold. I mean, I mean, seriously, amazing. I'm just <laughs> a little life-changing experience. So, mm -hmm. so I will talk about like, how, how that impacted you. But I'm curious mm -hmm. about the, like that, that first information session when you, yeah. when you're like kind of first learning about, had you, did you know about the Polar Academy before that sort of information session? So, sorry, you're shaking your head. No. So, so, no. <laughs> so did, did it, did it, what, what did that first information session sort of do to you? I mean, it just sort of like I've seen these kids like obviously if I was on the second team of the Polar Academy. Mm -hmm. So he had already taken a, a team up the year before. Um, and I've seen these kids go from, you know, not smiling in photos, very withdrawn to when they were in Greenland. I think it was Morgan. There's a photo of Morgan. And she is, you know, her smile is just incredible. 
you know, <laughs> she's went from this kid that's went being so shy to kids being, you know, being able to talk to their peers about their story. And I was just like, I just connected with that massively. I was like, I'm, you know, I've got no confidence in myself. I need, I need something to push me. And I've always had something that's like, right, you need to do this. And that was, that was it. It's like a call, really, <laughs> in a spiritual way. It was like a call. Yes, and that I would. So, can you tell us a little bit about that call? Like, what was it? A feeling? Was it a like? What was that calling? I think it was just the. It was completely out of my comfort zone. I had never camped. I'd never skied. I'd never really been in cold places. Edinburgh is not really a cold place, even though it's in Scotland. Um, doesn't really get much snow. It was completely out of my comfort zone. And it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, you're never going to get the chance to go to Greenland again, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think because I was going through such a tough period at that time, I was just like, I need something to just grab onto. And did you feel like something inside of you, like wanting to just sort of like just bust out and just embrace this opportunity and just go yeah. after it? Yeah, it was like a, a focus of the school focus of the family life and it was like something that I wanted to do and really push myself for yeah really un- unbelievable <laughs> so yeah. so um th- you you got to take part obviously in the decision this was not like yeah. this wasn't like you weren't forced to go this was something that you did because you chose yeah. to yeah it was I, I put my name on his notebook yeah. So, so did you experience like during the decision making process? Like, was there any doubt in your mind about whether or not this was something that you should do, you could do? And can you talk about that? Some of those fears and doubts that you experienced? Massively. I mean, I would, um, my number one biggest enemy, like, you know, how could I ever do this? Um, I was just, I remember always being so happy to be even selected to go to this information night. You know, I was happy about that. So even if I didn't get any further, I would have been chuffed with that, you know. So um, there was massive doubts in my head. that, But I didn't really think about that because I didn't think I was ever going to get picked for the expedition. Wow. Didn't think you were going to get picked. Never. Never. Yeah. So you're experiencing all these fears and all these doubts, but there was still something inside of you that was calling you to just continue to push forward. So, yeah. so what, what do you feel like it was that kind of pushed you past that, that fear and the doubt? It's probably Craig himself, probably mm. the way he spoke and, you know, how he, how he came across. And I think probably that connection to the first team, you know, their stories and, um, how they were before this expedition really connected to how I was in that part of my life. Yeah. Just really not confident and shy. And and so what I'm hearing is Craig, Craig, I mean, obviously acted as a mentor to you, but he, it almost sounds like he kind of had a belief in you that you didn't yet have in yourself and that, and that gave you the confidence to just trust and take the next step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So you get selected. So first of all, let's just talk about that just for a second. Cause you, you just said you didn't even think you were going to get picked. So what was that mm-hmm. like when you did actually get picked? 
So even before I got picked for the expedition team, there's a selection weekend um, mm-hmm. that you have to go through. So it's like um, canoeing, rock climbing, and one of the one of the parts is um, you sit in a kayak, strips into the kayak with the I don't know what you call them, um, and then he shows you how to tie three knots with a bit of rope, and then he says, right. I'm going to flip you over. So you're stuck in this kayak upside down. You have to tie these three knots before you come back up. Wow. And yeah, so that's the selection weekend. But it's not just me that has to do that. It's the parents as well because, you know, it has to, if the kid is going to do something, the parents have to be there too and do it. Wow. (laughs) Your parents had to do all this stuff too. So it was just my stepdad came up with me for that weekend. And yeah, he, he, had to do it as well you had to do all the activities because at the end of the day if you've got a parent looking at the child and saying wow they can do that and then you've got the child looking at the parents saying wow they can do that and you've got that support and you've got that belief in each other what an unbelievable experience so yeah we've done that selection weekend yeah um and then obviously you don't know after that it's a couple of weeks until you find out if you're on the expedition team or you're on the um so the reserve team um yeah the other team that if anyone for the expedition team gets injured or things like that there's reserves there too so i mean it was almost kind of like a tryout yeah (laughs) yeah but he's not picking the best kids he's not picking the best ones he's picking ones that you know are trying the hardest and you know don't think they can do anything but actually they're pushing themselves outside their zone, he, he wants know? to help and he wants to pick the yeah. people that he feels like most can use this help and, and this is amazing yeah. so what so so take me through that when you found out that you were selected um it was a bit of shock you know i, I never believed that i would ever get this far i never mind get selected for the expedition team so um i think it wasn't until i told my mom that it really hit me because she was just in total <laughs> shock and um you know proud obviously but she's like how like you know how does this happen within the space of a few months and i'm yeah. going to greenland <laughs> yeah and i'm curious like once once you're like kind of given that opportunity and given that honor like does it take on sort of like a sense of duty and a sense of responsibility? Like, you know, because you are selected now, like you owe it to Craig, you owe it to yourself to really give it your best. Yeah. I mean, it gives you, I guess, a sense of purpose. Like you've got something to work towards rather than, you know, I wasn't the best academically or the best physically, you know, but it gave me something to work towards and I needed that other focus to really, to really drive me and that's what the polar academy gave me that's wow so what what were uh, one or two of the like really the hardest things that you had to overcome like during either the training or the expedition itself um i reckon for the training <laughs> the tire hauling um, tire hauling. <laughs> not physically but mentally you know you're you're tire hauling on st andrew's beach up and down for hours at a time you know like it, it's pretty tedious but you know, it's mentally you're you're constantly pushing yourself. Um, 
Yeah. And there's video. I think I saw a video on uh, Polar Academy's website of you guys. So you're you're essentially hiking along with your trekking poles, and you're and you're roped to a tire, and you're just dragging yeah. the tire. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Yeah. For like, I mean, some of the trails we go on is about twenty-five to thirty kilometers. Wow. You do that dragging the tire, so. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so it's great physically. So then, the expedition itself. What was, what was kind mm -hmm. of the hardest thing about the expedition? The hardest thing. Um, for me, was I had an injury, but that wasn't the hardest part. That was it was just a bit pain. Um, mm. But I think mentally having to um, ask for help, you know, with the pain, um, asking my teammates to to take some stuff out my sledge, and um, that was really difficult for me. Um, understanding that for the team it's better to to give them my stuff other rather yeah. than slowing them down things like that. why why is that so hard asking for help so you're in you're injured clearly you need you need help yeah i think because i'm so determined to just get on with things and you know do it myself but you're not strong in that way you need others to help you along the process you know everybody i think in this day and age as well you're sort of competing against everybody but in actual fact, if you've got the right people around you and the sort of right mindset around you, then asking people for the help yeah. can make it easier for one, <laughs> but right. also make you stronger too. We're stronger together for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, so you've been through this amazing experience and um, you started out lacking confidence so yeah. what happened what happened did... um again it's it's really the the physical side again you're just pushing yourself you're just you keep going for 10 days you're you're seeing the northern lights you're climbing up glaciers you're you know pushing yourself to sit. you never thought you could do but i think for me mentally it was time for self-reflection you know really that simplicity of putting one foot in front of another you know that really cleared my mind of a lot of things and and so what did you find out about yourself that had has has changed i think now i my mindset sort of um you know i've, I've climbed a glacier so i can take that job interview <laughs> yeah. uh, you know i've i've um I've, I've been through so much pain with my knee you know i can i can get through this talk or i can get through you know it's it's i don't know what really happens to the mindset out in nature and i think there's so much research that should go into it but there's something about the connection to nature and the mind that really um makes you stronger and changes your mindset a lot mm -hmm. for the better for the positive yeah so one of the things i read about the polar academy is that when you're finished you are then expected to come back and speak to groups and yeah. you know take part in the inspiration of other people so yeah. can you talk about that your experience of like what was it like to come back and share your story with others um it was nerve-wracking to start with I can't lie, it was it was a bit um 
I was nervous because it's to people your own age and when you're a teenager you're like this is I can't do this but again it's just in that mindset of you know what I, I push myself outside my comfort zone with Greenland I can do this it's having that I can do this mindset and I will do this um and it's you can't really go wrong it's your own story you know and it, that's that's what got me through the talks when I was when I was 15 <laughs> 15 years old and mm-hmm. and how many kids are you speaking to how in, in in your when you returned how many kids did you have to speak to at any given time i think it, in total it was maybe around 2000 kids the schools i went to 2000 kids around 2000 kids. you're 15 years old and you're talking in front of 2000 kids yeah and on the radio and tv yeah things like that it's crazy (laughs) that's amazing you know public speaking is probably i've heard it said that people fear public speaking more than they fear death yeah yeah and you've you just tackled that fear at 15 years old it's it's wow (laughs) yeah so and to and to kind of watch your trajectory and to and and to see the things that are beginning to unfold for you since mm-hmm. those experiences. I mean, what is, what is that like for you, Iona? It was it was just I'm not very much I'm not the person that is very look at the self and like I'm really proud of myself. I'm never really like that. But to see from where I was and how how I was talking to people and yeah. not letting my mom talk for me how I used to be <laughs> that was no, the biggest change I'd seen <laughs> yeah not that anymore. was the biggest change I've probably seen in myself um so yeah just seeing that not seeing the confidence but actually doing stuff that I wanted to do yeah Okay, so I know we're going to shift gears a little bit because we've got a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things to talk about. So, so you went through this life-changing experience. You know, you're a, a, a teenager struggling with self-esteem and you go through this just game-changing experience and you've come back and you've built this whole new set of confidence and, and, um, and, and ready to just, you know, take on the world. And yeah. you were tested. Um, you had yeah. another very unexpected experience that that tested mm-hmm. you and tested this new confidence can you tell us a little bit about what happened in manchester so yeah manchester 2017 i was in the ariana grande concert that was attacked um so i was very close to where the bomb went off um it, thankfully not physically injured but um i like obviously mentally um i've been through through a lot over the last five years yeah yeah so when we were talking the other day you you had shared with me that i mean you were there there was a bomb that went off at at the ariana Mm -hmm. grande concert and um i think you were in the stairwell when it happened but i i read something online that you guys um opted to stay in your seats for like 30 seconds extra longer at the end of the concert something like that and and that um had you gotten up a little bit sooner, you could have been right yeah, there in the we, middle of it. Yeah, we would have been right in the middle of, of where the bomb went off if we yeah. if we left thirty seconds earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So so you saw a lot of things that uh, obviously were incredibly traumatic, and yeah. it, it tested this this newfound confidence that you had. Yeah, it tested. You know, I went 
into a deep dark place after after Manchester. You know, it's it was I think I've used this quote before, but like going into a concert and then coming out into a war zone. That was pretty much what what had happened. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I realized that, you know, you had, there was a lot of healing that you had to do through that process, but I'm just curious, like, as you think about like your experience in the polar Academy and how that training and how that experience helped you to get through this couple of years of healing that you had to go through from this trauma in Manchester. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Um, so Craig was always there to support me from a few days after Manchester and he was right there in the Polar Academy was right there and I think just having the mental resilience that I gained from um, the Polar Academy from the expedition from the training from the talks it really you know gave me something to cling on to and hold on to um, when I was going through this healing process and I always sort of look back to, um, you know, back to Greenland, and I always remember one of the nights I was in my sleeping bag, half out the tent, just looking up at the northern lights, and that memory always stuck with me when I was really going through the dark place. And um, I always remember that, you know, life is beautiful and. Yes, I've been through a traumatic thing, but you know, there's other sides of of life to, and it's holding on to that beauty of the world. Yeah, the Northern Lights. It's uh, yeah, that's it's. I can't say that I've seen them. It's on. It's on the bucket mm-hmm. list for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's pretty special that you had that opportunity and that and that 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 helped you get through the experience that you were getting through. Because I'm I'm curious, like as you were going through your healing. I got to believe that you're thinking back on some of the hard things that you had to go through during the Polar Academy and, you know, being able to yeah. tap those things to, to give yourself yeah. those reminders that, yeah. that, 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 that you were able to tackle those experiences. And, and this is just another example. Yeah, it was exactly like that. And it was, you know, using the little bit of confidence I still had in myself to, to ask for help and to use that and, you know, get therapy and, um, and understand that you know you're gonna go through a, a tough process right now, but you can get to the other end and and it'll be like you know. Wow, uh, you know a couple of a couple of big life events that have really set the trajectory the trajectory for you, and mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of brings us to the next phase, which is a, a big mission that you've got. Yeah and uh you're getting ready for and uh if i can just kind of introduce that because you and i know each other through karen dark who was on this podcast uh for episode seven and uh karen dark's quest 79 she has a mission to um do nine different rides on seven different continents and you are going to accompany her on the last, the last of those nine rides. Um, can you tell us about that journey that you guys have set up? Yeah, so we are creating the polar possibility in, in Antarctica in December in 2022. 
uh, we are going to do the last two degrees to the South Pole. Um, Karen's going to sit ski. I am going to um, haul and, you know, ski myself. And we are doing it to, to show people that through both our stories um, and trauma and no matter what walk of life you come from, you can, you know, achieve anything that you want to if you just put your mind to it and find that inner gold. Yeah. So the pole of possibility, can you talk about that? Yeah. So um, I think it's a great um, thing Karen's come up with. The pull of possibility, um, you know, there's endless possibilities for anyone, and we just hope to bring and share, um, our sort of, again, like I say, journeys from what we've both been through. You know, Karen's story is incredible in itself. It is, and and using them will hopefully show people that anything's possible. And there will be a couple of, of uh, world firsts and Guinness records. Yeah. Can, you can you tell us about that? So um, it will be the world's first female to sit ski to the South Pole. Um, and there will be a Guinness uh, world record for the furthest um, person to sit ski to, to the South Pole. That's amazing. And yeah. I know you guys are going to do it. You guys are determined and you guys yeah. have been training for it. So what, what, what are you guys doing to train for this? So we've just been in Norway um, mm -hmm. at the start of January. We've spent five days out there just practicing our skiing. Um, and then we're out in Norway again um, the end of February, March time. Um, we are going to do like a five-day sort of expedition out there, practice our camping. Um, skills and in the cold um and for for myself i'm tire hauling hiking just getting in any sort of cardiovascular weights things like that yeah yeah, yeah well we're going to be watching that this this uh the, the pole of possibility is an amazing expedition that you guys are doing i'm excited for karen to finish her her quest 79 adventure Incredible. and you know all this is just so inspiring both of you guys just have such amazing stories and i'm i'm just grateful to know you both um so you, you've got one more really exciting thing that's happened for you in the last two months you have been accepted into the explorers club yeah yeah so it's it's been incredible i actually found out february that i was in it and accepted in it so um it's been it's been incredible knowing yes, that. <laughs> I don't, for for those that don't know about the explorers club can you tell us what the explorers club is a little bit of history a little bit of the background because this is a um, huge huge honor for you yeah of course yeah. so the explorers club um set up in new york their main headquarters are in New York. Um, and you've had many explorers over the years um, and people that bring sort of science things into it. Um, so like President Roosevelt is in the Explorers Club, um, Elon Musk, Buzz Aldrin. I mean, incredible, incredible people like that. Um, and it's basically a club set up um, not for what people have done, but why they do it. Yes. Um, for the science, 
for one, because of climate change, it's a massive topic, mm-hmm. but also to inspire, I mean, their big thing just now is to inspire the youth um, into exploration, because yeah, they're sort of losing that at the moment, especially with COVID, everybody's been shut in. So it, it's about bringing the youth and things together yeah. and inspiring others. Yeah. And so when you went to basically accept the membership into the app, into the uh, organization, mm-hmm. I, I read online that you, I think you had to give a speech. Oh, uh, that was, so I had applied um, months before, but the Explorers Club actually asked me to do a talk in London yeah. on the HQS Wellington, which is Shackleton's granddaughter's ship um so they asked me to speak there and it's where i got um a medal um from the explorers club the group in chapter so how many how many people were were you delivering that talk to um i think it was maybe 100 to 200 people 100 to 200 people yeah 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 I mean, the gravity of this is just, it's incredible. Like when you, you, you when you think about how this all started, the, you know, you're a 15 year old getting in, accepted into the Polar Academy and now you're, mm-hmm. you know, being inducted into the Explorers Club. You're talking to huge groups of people, you know, I think, and, and then you're, you're doing this expedition so aptly named the Pole of Possibility because you are such a shining example of possibility and such a huge inspiration to people that, uh, you know, frankly, maybe in the same place that you were at, at age 15, you know, yeah. lack, lacking confidence and just needing somebody to believe in them. And and I just have to say, like, what an amazing man Craig Matheson is for yeah. starting this organization and for mentoring you along. And, you know, look, the the Explorers Club is so lucky to have you um, because I know that you're going to you're going to make them proud and continue to already have, but going to continue to 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 shine. And it's just it's it's just such a wonderful thing that you guys are doing. Um, I want to ask you like for, and I'm sure you've spoken about this in many of the talks that you've given, but, but for people that are listening that maybe are suffering with a a lack of self-confidence or, you know, just could never imagine doing the kinds of things that you've now done. I know you've been in that place before. Like what advice do you have for those people that, you know, are doubting themselves? I think it's all about taking small steps you know i know i've done you know greenland is maybe a massive thing for certain people but it's literally i mean for me coming back from manchester it's literally about learning how to be okay sitting on the bus again being in crowded places it's about you know maybe applying for that job that you maybe wouldn't have applied for it's it's it doesn't have to be, I think people put this big pressure on themselves that they have to change their life completely. And um, it doesn't just happen like that. For some people, they're very lucky that it happens like that. But for the majority of us, it takes time and a lot of small steps before you can take the big ones. Um, and I think just, just knowing that sometimes you have to take that risk and sometimes you have to, to push yourself and I think it's give yourself time take small steps and, and push yourself when you need to when you think it's the right time 
Yeah. It's the small steps. That's what I'm hearing you say. It's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not jumping into something huge. It's just the little, it's the steps. Yeah. 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 Wow. What a, what an incredible story. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm going to have to get you and Karen back after you guys yeah, have made it to the pole of possibility, <laughs> created the pole of possibility. You're going to have to come back and share how that story all, all plays out. Cause I know that's just going to be a whole nother epic journey. So Iona, a um, couple questions that I've asked everybody that's come on this podcast, yeah. because you know, when, uh, when this is all said and done, at some point they're going to make a movie about your life. And I want to know who the Hollywood actor is going to be that's going to play you in that story. Oh, see, I was thinking about this question and I don't think I don't, I don't want a proper, you know, I want an animated, animated movie. And it would oh, have to nice. be the, the actress that um, played, I don't know if you've ever seen Brave, the movie. Yes, that Merida. Oh, that's yeah, that such... plays Merida. That's a great I movie. That's yeah. I love that. Okay, all right, that's awesome. I that was a great movie. We watched that with our kids, and uh, and she is brave indeed. You you are very courageous, and you are very brave, and I think that's a that's a very very fitting choice. So I want to see that movie for sure. Iona, what's the movie going to be called? Oh, I have to go with the Polar Academy. I use it all the time. Polar Academy slogan: Inspiration through exploration. Inspiration through exploration. exploration. That's fabulous. Oh, so good. Well, (laughs) thank you so much. Um, There are all kinds of ways that people can follow you and Karen, um, and we'll be sure to post that in uh, in the show notes. Uh, Quest79.com is one of those ways. Any other any other ways that we should point the listeners to to find you and Karen and your in your pole of possibility journey? I'm on Facebook and I know Karen's on Facebook too. So I'm just Iona Somerville dash pull of possibility. And I know Karen Darts uh, got a page on Facebook, just her name. So Great. yeah, we'll be putting updates on there yeah, throughout the year of what we're up to and where we're at. Yeah. Thank you. Iona, thank you so much. I am just, I am feeling hugely inspired by your story. And to those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope that Iona's story has encouraged you to truly listen to that voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Iona, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me.